This very special episode of Bonfire Side Chat is brought to you by our very special patrons from Patreon.com. If you go to Patreon.com forward slash DuckFeedTV, you can see a veritable who's who of awesome people who have decided to kick us a few bucks a month in order to keep the lights on and show their appreciation. If you are one of those people, thank you very much. If you'd like to become one of those people, head on over. It's an easy process, and as little as a dollar a month makes a big difference. And thank you very much, and on with the show. Some of our landings were desperate adventures. We are now prepared to meet the inevitable counterattacks with power and with confidence. My name is Gary Butterfield. My name is Cole Ross. And I'm a loser wall. And you're listening to Bonfireside Chat. It is a cursed favorite. Yes, and this week we are doing a very special episode about data mining. And it's very good that we have Illusory Wall here. Thank you for joining us. Cool, yeah. Thanks for inviting me. Yeah. Uh, so you can check out his work at um, uh, illusorywall.tumblr.com. Uh, we've referenced it a lot uh, over the course of the series. I think since the uh, the Demon's Souls episodes, when mm-hmm. you started uh, sending in notes. And um, you know, I think that's around the time that the blog started up in earnest as well. Um, yeah, so we're very happy to have you. Cool. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm happy to be here. Yeah, thank, thank you very much. Yeah. Um, you know, for people who are unfamiliar, who have ignored our notes, um, <laughs> you know, every time, how dare you? <laughs> and then also, um, so, so if you, you know, if you go to that website, which we, we heartily recommend, um, or actually I'll, I'll let you explain it. Illusory, uh, can you just kind of in, in a nutshell say what you, what you do on the, on the Tumblr? Sure. Um, there's a little header on the Tumblr. I forgot what I wrote exactly, but uh, it's something along the lines of, uh, you know, I, I test debated mechanics in the Souls games, and I uh, also try to poke around for unused content. Or if there's just anything weird in general, any oddities, I guess I'd call them, I uh, try to share what I find. Yeah. And if, if you've, uh, you've probably, you know, if you watch Souls videos on YouTube and stuff, you've probably seen... Uh, you know, hit, uh, Illusory's work. So things like, um, you really crack the case wide open with, uh, um, vagrants. <laughs> yep. Oh um, yeah. Right, yeah. Right. Yeah. That was, uh, a, that was a big, te- big testing project. And, yeah. um, yeah, I don't, I don't make any videos myself cause I don't have anything to capture with, but, uh, usually some of the other people who make videos, sometimes I work with them or sometimes they might reference some of the testing I do. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think what you do is so great because the soul series has a lot of, uh, for lack of a better word, like hoodoo around it. There's a lot oh, of yeah. uh, like urban urban legends and superstition and things, and you know there are numbers backing this up. You know we just need somebody who has the patience to go in and find it, and I think that that is the role that you've served very well. Yeah, and that's that's really why I got sucked in in the first place because uh, before the Souls games, like I never really contributed to a game's wiki or anything like that before. And uh, but you know I was a really big fan of Demon Souls, and then uh, and you know didn't really think to poke around that game too much. There was already a wiki uh, established by the time I got into the game, and then uh, you know I was right on board for Dark Souls right when that came out. And then once I was actually you know active in that game from the launch and uh, seeing all the speculation about different mechanics and all the guesswork involved, it sort of you know light bulb went off. I was like, hey, you know, someone should uh, try to actually figure out what's going on with these games. So so what you're saying is. Uh... Your your blog is the one good thing that came out of the pendant. I think that's actually a pretty fair thing to say. Yeah, all, all the speculation really, especially with the pendant too, there was a lot of wild speculation and I was just sort of looking at that, you know, it's a bit of skepticism, but uh, also an awareness that there are a lot of, you know, poorly understood or not yet figured out mechanics 
So uh, the, yeah, that's what sucked me in. The way the way that I like to use the the blog and the way I like to experience soul games, like uh, the the stuff that you've done both through working with um, you know YouTube people and then also on the blog, that's mm-hmm. helped me a lot. Is I like to go into a, a Dark Souls experience as fresh as possible, and then <laughs> as soon as I beat that like last boss, I'm like, okay, what is everything I missed? Mm-hmm. Now I just want all of the information in the world, you know, about it, and that it's been really great. So uh, I really appreciate that. Yeah, per- I'm happy to you know sort of contribute to that that angle. Oh. can can you talk a little bit about the actual uh, the actual process of of finding what you find, and then kind of you know maybe chronologically, so how you first started poking around, and then what you uh, and and how that maybe changes now or change now. Sure, the uh, there's sort of two main things I do for poking around, but the first thing I did was. Um, first sort of project I took on uh, was for Dark Souls 1, where I was just interested in all the places you can invade from. And uh, at the time, there was no sort of list. If you do a search now for just like Dark Souls 1 invasion spawn locations, you'll find the page I wrote on the wiki dot. Um, that was something I thought was really interesting because there was a lot of guessing. You know, people, people were sort of asking like, hey, you know, how many places can you invade in a level? You know, how many places can you be invaded from in Sen's Fortress? And I'd see answers like, oh, you know, there's two or three places you can invade. And then after I actually sort of tested the whole level, I found there were like seven different places you're, you can invade in Sun's Fortress. So that right there sort of uh, kick-started things. I was kind of like, wow, you know, there's a lot of stuff people don't know about how this works yet. So kind of um, uh, analog testing, you know, initially, yes. you know, where you just kind of literally just go in and just kind of experiment. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that that's like the sort of the bulk of what I do. I mean, I definitely do some poking around the files, but, uh, yeah, a, a lot of it's just sort of good old fashioned testing that I do. Um, yeah, I only have the game on, uh, the games on PS3. So, uh, before the mega mule came out, I was doing everything legit. You know, I'd have any tools to assist me. I, I would sort of base playthroughs around, uh, trying to figure out how something worked. Yeah. I was gonna, I was gonna ask about uh, mega mule, um, because it, it, it sounds like a, a real, uh, nightmare of patience yeah. where you have to oh, like, you know, yeah. just, just invade for, especially, you know, just invade for like a day and just kind of jot oh, yeah. down locations. Yeah. 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 Cause that was sort of to find out every place you can invade from, you'd have to sort of test the boundaries. Like you'd invade from the very beginning of the level, then sort of go just further into it and see if you pop out in the same place or not. And then just sort of tediously do that like throughout like every level. So yeah, that was like a, <laughs> That, that, I think that might have taken a couple of weeks. I don't really remember, but <laughs> I mean, is, is that something that gets easier as as you go along, or is it, or do you kind of have to have this enforced mandatory thoroughness to it? Like, do you get a sense for okay, like it's divided into rooms, or it's divided into these regions of a map? You get a bit of a sense for it, but you still have to be thorough just to make sure uh, your information is correct. So that's something I sort of try to do. I try to be as thorough as I can, just uh, definitely time consuming, but. Uh, I don't know. It's sort of, I have a lot of fun doing that though. Sometimes I'll have just a normal playthrough of the game and then I sort of derive some odd pleasure out of having a weird playthrough where it's just sort of focused around uh, learning something about the game. <laughs> uh, for some of our listeners who might be a little bit more casual, um, can you describe step what Mega Mule is? Yeah, step yeah. off totally casual. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, stop listening. Can, 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 <laughs> you, can you describe what, the, uh, what Mega Mule is and like how, how that has made your job easier? Oh, God, yeah. Uh, Mega Mule is a somewhat controversial tool that uh, someone made. Uh, I think his name was like Domthy Bomb or something like that. Um, he's like a streamer and does some other stuff, I believe. Uh, it's just a save-edited file. So what you can do is um, you load up the save file onto your PS3, and it's on some other systems now. And uh, it comes with 
all 10 character slots filled out um, with all characters are at base stats, but they have like a stockpile of every item you could possibly have. And uh, they, they sometimes enable cheating in some other ways too. Like they could have uh, warpable bonfires from the start, you know, even if you don't have the Lord vessel or, uh, or in the case of Dark Souls 2. Um, well, actually, I don't think the mule for Dark Souls 2 lets you warp, but uh, I have a modified one that lets me do that. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, you can always warp from bonfires from the start in Dark Souls 2, but not until you get to them. But I have a, I have a little workaround with that with my mega mule that I use. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's basically the, the shorter explanation. I was going on a bit of a tangent, but it, yeah, it's basically just a save edited file. That lets you cheat, and it, it has some controversy because, of course, you can use that to your advantage. Um, but at the same time, for me, someone like me, if trying to learn how something works, I mean, it's a total godsend. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it's a, uh, it's interesting the idea that, that there are these these tools that are neither good nor evil. <laughs> it's right, just right. how you use them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's exactly how I feel. It's you know, some people I, I've been criticized before for sort of uh, having to cheat or whatever to learn about some mechanics, but. Uh, to me, it's just sort of like, you know, if, if if no one's being harmed, I'm not worried about it. I would I would love to learn about all the mechanics, you know, using any tools that are available. Yeah. Mm. That seems like a weird thing for people to get upset about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, yeah. Some people just, you know, want something to nitpick about, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's not. Yeah. Because you're not like just for playing the game. It's not like you're robbing yourself of the experience. Oh, and no. It's experience you've had many, many, many times over. Oh, and yeah. You're, and yeah. you're trying to go for depth. Yeah, and I don't even jump into this stuff until I've cleared the game. I remember I made a post on the Tumblr saying, like, oh, yeah, I'm not going to be posting about Dark Souls 2 for a while just because I needed to play the game first. But it, right off the bat, there was so much speculation about mechanics that I sort of forced myself along so I couldn't jump, in, <laughs> jump into the testing. <laughs> yeah, this is, so we, we also had to, uh, to kind of mainline the game pretty quick yeah. for, right, right. for the show experience. Uh, we, we got. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The... the um, so when you uh, uh so so there's one way that's kind of the testing. The other thing you mentioned is kind of poking around the files and stuff. And how does uh how does that work? And again, just for assume that you know the person listening knows nothing about how to go about that oh, or what l- that. L- that's easy because I actually know very little about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm really not the most knowledgeable when it comes to programming or even even dumping the files. I have very limited knowledge. So uh, sort of what I do is uh I just sort of talk to people who know more about that kind of stuff, and I'm always eager to get my hands on whatever sort of file dumps I can. And then once I do that, I'll systematically go through and uh, if I have any questions, I'll, I'll try to, you know, if I think I'm onto something, I'll sort of refer back to someone who's sort of hooked me up with the files, so to speak, and mm-hmm. uh, go from there. So, um, yeah, yeah it, that's been very useful for finding cut content especially, but n- not really so much for learning about mechanics. Uh, there hasn't been too much headway in learning about mechanics from looking at the files so much. Yeah, and that makes sense because you had mentioned um, kind of having a limited knowledge of programming and mm-hmm. stuff, and I imagine that's kind of that's uh, uh, something that that determines you know invasion locations is not going to look as easy to digest as you know dialogue files, right? Which will be- it, yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and I'm under the impression, even for people who are more knowledgeable about that about that sort of thing, that there's still a huge hurdle. Um, I remember before Dark Souls Two came out, there were a lot of people who were very optimistic that. Uh, you know, as as soon as the PC version came out, that all of the mechanics and secrets would be figured out because people could just sort of poke into the files. But it's uh, most mechanics require the, the sort of like old fashioned testing I was talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah. What like what do the files look like when you get to them? I mean, uh, I imagine uh, it's just stuff like the you know dialogue and things. Yeah, that's a lot of audio files. Mm-hmm. But are you mostly looking through like XML sheets or things like that and trying to read the tea leaves from there? Like oh, m- mostly everything I get my hands on is already neatly sanitized for me. So like the audio files will already be dumped as wave or converted to MP3 for me. Uh, if I'm looking at the texture files, I've had a lot of those batch converted to like PNG. And uh, a lot of the other stuff in text dumps will just be in various text formats. So I'll go uh, poking around through those as well. Right. Yeah. So yeah, it's really, uh, yeah, it's probably an underwhelming uh, answer. I, yeah, I don't really do anything that techy with the files. I just sort of, uh, the one thing I, I do d- contribute, I think, is being thorough and uh, trying to systematically go through everything and, you know, see if we can find anything that's been unused. I mean, you'd be surprised. There was like in, uh, sorry, in uh, Dark Souls 1, there was a text dump out for like a long time before I really went through it thoroughly. And when I went through it, I had already found like a bunch of things that I'd never seen anyone else mention. So the, uh, the, it's not underwhelming. I think it's what, um, maybe you're reacting to, or at least what I'm, I'm feeling is that some of the stuff that you've done, it's really kind of mind boggling, um, to think of you doing it, like beat, you know, beating the pavement and doing it like specifically <laughs> the, uh, the, uh, uh, uh vagrant thing like oh, it's it's yeah. like the results of which are so thorough and so detailed that it seems like something that there would be kind of information on so it's kind of you know uh shattering one of my my illusions uh mm-hmm. more than anything like it is not a it's not a bad answer it's not bad mm-hmm. that you're not good at that stuff it's amazing <laughs> that you've found what you did without using it yeah oh thanks yeah if anyone's interested i could maybe talk about that a little bit but there, i have a post on my tumblr that it sort of explains the history of how I figured out vagrants mm-hmm. because I mean, the, the mechanics are so obtuse and so complicated uh, that that's sort of one of the reasons I want to start the Tumblr is, you know, I'm adding stuff to these wiki pages and uh, you know, anyone can make these edits and stuff. So I sort of wanted to put a face to, you know, who's adding this stuff and is it legit type of thing. So um, <laughs> the vagrant mechanics are just so off the wall and so arbitrary and specific that I would be skeptical if I read them on a random site so mm-hmm. i sort of i sort of had to like i felt compelled to lay out the history for that just because it's so ridiculous yeah. do, do you want to kind of summarize that just briefly yeah sure um for the longest time there were people had some very basic information on how the vagrants worked uh if you haven't played dark souls one uh there were these rare creatures that could spawn kind of randomly uh only online and uh sometimes they'd attack you there'd be another kind that wouldn't and they're just drops just a sort of random item and uh yeah, it was shrouded in, in mystery for a long time. Uh, but the game manual sort of specified that there were sort of two different ways they could spawn. One was like if players lost a lot of humanity or if they dropped a certain item or items. It was kind of vague. Uh, so we sort of had that basic starting inf- information for a long time, but I couldn't really think of a way to test it. And uh there would be some people online sort of saying like, hey, let's get together for a PvP event and everyone just sort of drop items and see if anything happens. But nothing really came out of those. Uh, so it was something that I just sort of put on the side for a while. Like, yeah, I don't know if we'll ever figure this out uh, until the Mega Mule came out. And uh, that made it easy to stockpile humanity really fast and have stockpiles of items. Uh, so I started playing around with that and finally made some headway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, it's, yeah, it's really neat. Like it is one of those yeah. things that it's interesting to see kind of both sides of it because mm-hmm. the, the, I feel like the vagueness of that mechanic is intentional mm-hmm. in that a normal playthrough of the game, you're supposed to feel kind of lucky if you run into one of them. Oh yeah. You know, one or two, of, like, I mean, like I've never run into two of them on a playthrough. 
Mikey, right. I, I don't. I don't think I have either. Well, I mean, aside from the ones that I've spawned. <laughs> Wait a minute! <laughs> <laughs> well, in this I mean, case, I, wide I, open. Yeah, I've probably seen like you know a hundred of them by now, at least. So, um, yeah, yeah. And to go further down the rabbit hole, I don't know if the viewers would find this interesting. Just about how weird the learning process was. For a while, people noticed that sometimes randomly in your world, you'd you find a random like a random item bag on the floor somewhere, and it, it could happen to you. It only online, but it could still happen if you never got invaded or anything. So you, you just show up to Anne Orlando before you've even been there and you roll up to the bonfire and there's like a, a bag on the ground carrying a uh, Lord's Tal- Lloyd's talisman or something. You're like, kind of like, what the hell is that? <laughs> and uh, that turned out to be the way uh, one of the types of vagrant spawns is if you drop certain items, they'll get transported around different worlds as of those item bags. And if they don't get picked up, uh, eventually they'll turn into a vagrant and, uh, that was something that was super weird to learn about because this one person uh, f- had figured out that after they dropped a bunch of random stuff and like left and returned to the area, sometimes they started finding these item bags. And it just took us a while to figure out that he was sometimes randomly dropping the items that worked and getting lucky where he'd send them to another player's world online. And if that player didn't find the item bag, they might likewise abandon it and send it to his world. And it just sort of took a lot of chipping away to figure out that that's what was happening yeah that, that's one of the things i like about that uh that vagrant post is the the kind of call to arms where it's like if you see one of these bags don't pick it up <laughs> like you know it's it's just going to be a lloyd's talisman you don't want it and we want more vagrants right yeah. like and I, I think that we can all agree on that so yeah and i, tr- I tried uh crowdsourcing a bunch of times and it actually worked very well for me but uh yeah i, I put out a few call to arms um because I, I post on the dark souls uh reddit a bunch um and uh it was funny. There were people there who were sort of like jaded for a while, uh, you know, complaining if they saw like another picture of a vagrant. You know, people people on Reddit complain. <laughs> if they, they complain at, 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 uh, about anything. But, yeah, they were complaining a lot, saying like, oh, not another vagrant post. And I'd be like the only person being like, please tell me where you saw it. Please tell me what it dropped. And, <laughs> <laughs> and actually, I mean, that's how I sort of got the like, ground off for, before I even was testing uh, how they worked. I was just gathering what, whatever information I could, and I'd be pulling that from Reddit posts and YouTube videos and stuff like that. Hmm. Because it, it was sort of like even just basic information was hard to get, and you, I was able to learn about stuff just by looking at what was out there. Um, like there would be a lot of guesswork about like what they drop and stuff like that, and to get started about um, you know learning about them, it's like, oh, all I have to do is uh, look up screenshots and ask people what they dropped, and that's how I sort of started building up information on them. Kind of approaching it anecdotally, right? Yeah, it, it, but trying to be as careful as I could with the anecdotes. You know, if someone said like, "Hey, I killed one a month ago, and I think it dropped this," I'd probably not use that information. But if someone like had just posted a screenshot, then I'd say, "Yeah, they they probably remember correctly." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's it's always uh, risky, sort of trusting the anecdotes because uh, that's where a lot of wrong information comes from. Yeah, it's just it's it, you know it's funny and also kind of fascinating that a lot of this, you know, especially. Uh, the, the 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 post about your process for the uh for you know for finding the vagrants it's so scientifically it's you know kind of couched in the scientific method talking about forming mm-hmm. a hypothesis talking mm-hmm. about good data and bad data and mm-hmm. it's interesting that you know this kind of started out with a weird social bent to it right 
Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's it's funny like treating these little things as science projects. I mean, they're not <laughs> they're not the, that formal by any means. I'm certainly not writing any papers about the process, but uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, it, it, it's funny. Yeah, I, I try to treat it as little science projects, sort of t- turning a video game into something. You know, I guess I'm able to do it because I'm obsessed with these games in the first place. Uh, I probably probably wouldn't have the patience for it if I didn't love these games. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting the way that like. The people who take their interest in Souls games and and take it further, like it kind of expresses itself in different ways. Mm-hmm. So you know, uh, we we do our show, and then people yeah. uh, do really long lore videos, and then people do like mm-hmm. gimmick PvP builds and and everything. Mm-hmm. Just kind of kind of grabs you in different ways. How did you? Um, so you say you know you're a big fan of the series, obviously, because you, you'd mm-hmm. have to be. Um, how did you get into it? Like, how uh, did you uh, get just into general Souls fandom? I had uh, never played any other FromSoft games before, unfortunately. I, I, st- I should go back and still play some of them. So I came I came in as a complete newbie, and uh, I had uh, heard very good things about Demon's Souls, but I didn't have a PS3 at the time, so I was sort of, uh, you know, not letting myself get too sucked in. I saw some screenshots, some positive reviews, and I was like, oh, that looks cool type of thing. And uh, But then eventually a friend had picked it up and said, hey, I, I picked up this really weird... Uh, role-playing game that's kind of stupidly hard and uh he's like he's like i'm not too into it but he told me he's like he thought it would be up my alley and uh i went over and played it and i fell in love with the game instantly Mm -hmm. um i know some some people express like there's a sort of uh a a period they have to go through before they appreciate the games but uh i i I love demon souls right away like the first time i fell in the that pit in uh, Bulletaria, like, there's like a pit above <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Meralda's, pit. you know, or no, what's her name? Yeah, Meralda. Um, yeah, like when I fell in there, it just sort of dawned on me. I'm like, okay, I'm going to have to go back and learn uh, how to get around that pit without getting killed by those guys. And like, I, I love the process of the games right away. Yeah. Old, uh, old friend soft games are good too. Yeah, uh, I would recommend. Yeah, uh, we did uh, Kingsfield for the show, Kingsfield 4. Mm-hmm. And I, I recommend that game to just about anybody who likes like soul stuff like it takes a little while to get used to it but i think it's really fun yeah yeah and, and i'm sure i'd be down for those i mean i've i've grown up on playing a lot of games when they were already outdated um mm. like i didn't have too many consoles growing up so I, i've sort of come into a lot of older games like from a like the sort of retro perspective and uh yeah those games look up my alley do you know if are, are the kingsfield games still available on like uh playstation download or was that only like a temporary thing they they are not but they're not too expensive to to just get yeah. So oh, the cool. um yeah, the ancient city, you know, like all of them are like less than 20 bucks. Oh, um, awesome. yeah. yeah. The uh, the the main reason why I I'm, I'm trying to get you to play Kingsfield is because I want someone to finally solve the mystery of the Lich King's brooch, <laughs> which is <laughs> yeah. that, that's not a thing. I'm just kidding. The, uh, uh, okay, um, I would have no idea. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there, there's no there's 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 less esoterica in uh, in those games, I believe. But yeah, uh, yeah. Is, is that something that's somewhat exclusive to the soul series is that like a miyazaki contribution because i have no idea if people like probe the depths of armored core like in a similar <laughs> yeah. way <laughs> yeah. i yeah i don't imagine so what's interesting too when you when you talk about um like again we just keep i keep going back to the vagrants because that's the mm-hmm. probably the most complicated single thing mm-hmm. but when you think about uh, just the amount of time that had to go into making that work like it's it's almost it's complicated on the border of needlessly complicated yeah mm-hmm. 
you know, like people spend time working on those things and, and programming that and that just very specific, like if you drop certain items and they're picked, you know, they transfer between a certain number of worlds and this happens and this happens, like it is, it is very complicated in yeah. service of something that is so, and that's, you know, that's the thing that we always talk about in the Souls games, like huge, you know, they, they, you know, hide entire areas mm-hmm. that you're, yep. you're not going to get like lots of work going into something that only a few people are going to get. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's- which I, that, that's something that I uh, always really appreciate about the games, too. Like, I'm a big fan of uh, Symphony of the Night. And mm. uh, that was a game where I played through it, you know, got, like, the crappy ending or whatever, and uh, went back to replay it. And I was already finding all the stuff I didn't find the previous time. And then the more and more you know, I started to read about the game online, I was like, holy crap, they packed, like, tons and tons of stuff into this game. Yeah. And uh, the Souls games, uh, I feel like, are the next evolution of that. Like, I don't want to call them... Uh, I don't want to compare them too heavily to Castlevania because I feel like they do things a lot better uh, in Castlevania. But I, I grew up as a Castlevania fan, and I felt like the Souls games sort of took the best aspects of that, uh, especially all of the weird, secretive, bizarre aspects, and to- totally just ran away with it. And I love that about the Souls games. Yeah. There's something about the bravery or, or audacity of putting a lot of effort into something that you're pretty sure people won't see. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and, it, it, and it's very re- rewarding when you do find that stuff, you know, whether you find it yourself or even if you have to read about it, I don't think it takes away from it too much, even if you have to look it up, because uh, right. it, it's just something for you. It gives you like a lot of replay value Yeah, being able to find mm-hmm. more as you go. It builds that it builds that sense of mystery. Yeah. 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 yeah and that, that's something I give Dark Souls a lot of credit for. Like, I think, you know, you could maybe debate on how effective uh you know, maybe how good of an idea it was to have a lot of obtuse mechanics. But uh, I, I feel like Dark Souls is the most mysterious game I've ever played. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, mm-hmm. There's not many games I can think of. You know, maybe back in the day there would be like playground rumors about video video games. And uh, that, that's sort of been lost in the age of the Internet, I feel like. And uh, mm-hmm. they sort of figured out like how to make that work again, which is yeah. which is awesome. How to turn the Internet into the playground again. Yes. Yeah, that's, that's exactly what they did. And I love that. Yeah. Yeah, and by contrast, like Dark Souls 2 seems to, you know, it, it, it's m- much more mechanically friendly. And I think that in that exchange, we kind of lost a little bit of that mystery. Can you yeah. talk to me about, you know, how you approach Dark Souls 2 and, you know, if you found any kind of like dangling threads uh, that um, uh, you're tempted to pull on? There's, I feel like there's no secrets as big as like the vagrants, you know, something that like people knew was there, but just absolutely, absolutely like had no idea what was going on for a long time. Um, but I still, I still think Dark Souls 2, uh, it is almost just as vague as Dark Souls 1 in a lot of ways, though. Because um, I remember before the game came out, they were sort of promising that, you know, it would be more clear or whatever. Um, or I forgot what the word that was used that caused controversy. But uh, An easy game for babies. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah they, they, they promised an easy game for babies, but what we <laughs> actually got was something that was uh, just as bizarre and obtuse in a lot of ways. So, I mean, there's stuff like Soul Memory, uh, which is probably my other biggest project that I worked on, um, apart from Vagrants, and uh, other stuff like that that they re- really didn't explain. So there there's still a lot of stuff to figure out in Dark Souls 2. There's still stuff we don't know um, about Dark Souls 2. So. Yeah, I remember adaptability was a big one. Um, around yeah. the, the launch, like yeah, figuring and, that out and the relation to invincibility frames and stuff. Oh yeah. And I'm, I'm glad you bring that up actually. Cause that's sort of, that's something that's sort of outside my area of what I can contribute to because, uh, the best information for that comes from like recording video and like slowing down the frames and doing like this tedious comparison and, uh, anything where you have to learn like active frames or stuff like that from video editing that's always been outside of my uh capabilities so that's always i always defer to others uh on that sort of stuff Mm -hmm. 
Although I did recently see there was um, someone had posted this video recently. Maybe I'll send you a link for you, if you guys can put it in the show notes. Yeah. Um, someone with Cheat Engine, and I'm really surprised I haven't seen more of this. Like a lot of people want to know how active parry frames work, meaning when you press the parry button, how long does it take before parry frames actually trigger, and how long do they last for every like weapon type? And uh, someone created a Cheat Engine script where it displays like a zero on the screen while the, those frames are not active. And then it switches to a one while they are active. Hmm. Um, hmm. So a lot of people before were doing like crazy tedious stuff where you'd have to like try to parry an enemy, hope you hit, get them to like parry you at the earliest frame possible. Like, you'd have to do like tons and tons of takes to try to get like every end of the spectrum. And, uh, but now there's like some tool out there, which I haven't seen used too much where someone, it just shows it. So I'd imagine other people could just like, record that and count the frames and be done with it. So that that's something I'd love to see uh, people do. That, that's interesting. I remember um, with Dark Souls 1, um, there's a YouTube guy named Vegeta311, which mm-hmm. I always, you know, kind of <laughs> make fun of his name because it's just like, you know, Dragon Ball and the worst band ever together at last. Um, but he did a, a parry video. And in Dark Souls 1, there was a, a, a spark. So like if you parried up against the wall, there was a spark at the beginning of your active window ah. and a spark at, at the end. So he did like a, a video kind of explaining that. That's, um, that's crazy. And then, awesome. you know, and they they we lost that visual indication in Dark Souls too. Right. So it just kind of it's such a little thing that can you know make such a big difference. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, yeah. And there, there's other stuff too we still don't know. I mean, um, people have been wanting to know how the luck or I don't know what to call it, like item discovery stat works in Dark Souls too. And uh, again, that's more of the tinkering around to the memory. Uh, which well, I don't even have the I don't have the gaming PC, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, I'm hoping others can look into that because that's like, you know, people have no idea how much the luck boosting items stack if there's a limit to it, and uh, people still haven't figured that out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's because you can't um, test that the same way you can with the uh, the soul boosting items. You know, it's right. easy to kill a guy and then throw on some gloves and see right. what happens if you kill the same guy. Oh yeah, but, uh, any anything involving RNG, like you would need a gargantuan like sample set to have any idea how it's really working, and that's just kind of unreasonable. Like you know, who wants to kill like four thousand enemies <laughs> and like yeah. and figure out drop rates? Like that's even <laughs> I would uh, draw the line for something like that. The um so like all the language of kind of statistics that you that you use and 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 use in this, so like drop rates and sample set and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Do you have a, Is there any part of your real life where you did this, or is this just like you just have kind of learned this fairly sound like scientific statistical? Uh, you know, analysis, like just through this, oh, like, is just, this what you do for a day job or anything like that? No, 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 no. Just, just through this pretty much. Yeah. Cool. I, I, haven't re- I haven't really applied this to anything else. Yeah. Well, God help us all. If you do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. yeah. Um, something just from paying attention to the blog over time, it seems mm-hmm. like you've gotten more confident in kind of drawing conclusions and, uh, so, you know, uh, synthesizing, uh, lore conjecture out of, you know, especially the unused assets that you find, you know, is that mm-hmm. something where, you know, you, you just have kind of done it for so long and, you know, know how much there is to connect or, uh, you know, is, is that due to kind of extra information that you're getting? Um, somewhere in the middle probably it could also be due to me running out of like mechanics to talk about at least at the moment <laughs> so it's like i'm filling in the gap like uh because you know sometimes i i'll go weeks without adding anything to the tumblr so if i feel like i have some speculation you know I, I try to keep speculation to a minimum on the blog but if i find some sort of uh something concrete involving unused content and i feel like uh 
my speculation is not too wild, then I'll be happy to write about it. The, the weirdest thing that I think I found in Dark Souls 2 that I don't really see talked about, I guess because maybe it's not that interesting, but in the Shaded Woods, uh, there's a couple like areas off in the distance where it's like there's these sort of unused paths and, and doorways. And if you no-clip out there, there's really nothing out there, but it's pretty clear that they designed the areas with like some vestigial, like, you know, there's some leftover vestigial, like maybe entrances to the area. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it's really weird. I mean, there's really nothing like that in Dark Souls 1. Um, like, they have boarded up doorways and stuff like that, but you get the sense that that's sort of how they design the level. Uh, but th- th- this is stuff you're not supposed to see. It's like you'd have to fly off into the distance, and then you find this weird little random spot, and it's kind of like, huh, what, what were they thinking for this? So it's yeah. fun to we, speculate about stuff like we, that. We've talked about that a lot on the show, too. Like, um, areas maybe not being in the the same place they ended up. You know, like yeah. they're kind of maybe being an intention to have you visit the areas in a different order yeah, based I, I remember, on uh, a couple different things. Yeah, I remember you mentioned that in the previous episode. There's a lot of speculation about uh, the Iron Keep and relating to the Forest of Fallen Giants. And uh, yeah, I, I don't know what to make of that. That's really interesting theory. And uh, But as far as like, content goes, I can't find anything to strongly link them. Um, mm. But it's just so tantalizing. Like the weird key that you get that says it's to like the Iron Keep or whatever and it's beneath the salamander area and just kind of like, huh? Yeah. It's just, he just, in case he just wants to hang out down there. Yeah. Right. Like uh, that's his, his summer home is just in this like salamander dung pit. And <laughs> if you ever just seen it, like sometimes I just like to hang around a hawk ring. I don't even need to wear it. <laughs> I, I just want to be in the same room as it. Yeah. No, um, maybe, maybe he was house sitting and that's why he had the key. Yeah, yeah, just just go down yeah. there and feed my salamanders if you could. Yeah. <laughs> Water my plant. Oh, yep, the plants are burned. Okay, don't worry yeah. about that. <laughs> don't water the plants. Yeah. Whatever you do. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, is there anything um, specifically that you're working on now? Like any kind of long term uh, looking and stuff? Like anything on the horizon that you uh, know of? Not too much. I always just find new random projects to pick up. Uh, just recently, you know, not too long ago, I made that spreadsheet of the unused uh, dialogue samples. Thank you um, so much for doing so, that. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I really wish I'd thought of that sooner, too, because I realized, like, that's you've already done the bulk of your areas. So it's there's, like, probably not too much more NPC dialogue to reference. But, uh, um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I was just sort of I, – I do a lot of stuff that I don't write about on the um, Tumblr as well. Nothing major, but I'll, I'll just go and, like, sort of look up something on the wiki if it seems like it's wrong or incomplete and, you know, try to find out what's going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, when um, – or I was going to say, when, uh, when one of these DLCs uh, comes out, is there kind of like a mad scramble for that stuff? Like, would you go through it kind of day and date and look for things that might be, you know, unusual? Because I, I felt like a little bit like there's, um, you know, some kind of mechanical things and at least mm-hmm. potential for, for hidden stuff uh, introduced in both of the the, ga- the ones that have been released so mm-hmm. far. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it depends on what I see in the upcoming patch notes. Um, when stuff like new weapons are added, I sort of figure there's like already a lot of people interested in that. So I'm not really, like, really rushing to find out, like, exact upgrade values or, like, weapon movesets. I sort of figure, you know, the community is going to figure that out to begin with. Mm-hmm. Um, but when the first DLC launched, they mentioned that they were tweaking the soul memory ranges. Uh, so as soon as that patch launched, that was, like, a mad dash to... Because I knew everyone's going to be asking for it. There were already, like, topics going up hourly being, like, how does soul memory work now? And I was, like, you know, doing that as fast as I possibly could with testing partners, figuring out how that worked. Mm. Cool. Yeah. Um, so we've got some some questions that people have written in and kind of prompts. Uh, some of the stuff you've already answered. 
Okay. So we'll kind of we'll probably acknowledge that the the person asked, but we we just kind of already covered it. We want to make mm-hmm. you ask the uh, answer the same thing again. But uh, one that is a, a relevant thing that is not something that we've already answered. Um, Murph mm-hmm. Murphy uh, wrote in to say, um, "So is there something that you are looking to find and know that you won't find?" Looking to find, but know that yeah, I like, won't like you find. like you want yeah something you want to find, but know that you won't. Oh oh, definitely like unused areas. Um, mm-hmm. That that's something I was even just playing around with recently. Um, my friend who goes by the handle of Demon's Lantern, uh, he's the guy who helped uh, rip textures from Demon Souls. He's, he's like the more techie guy who helps supply me with a lot of these files. Um, he and I were reviewing like unused bonfire locations, and we sort of figured out that there's these unused bonfires that have like a certain number before their name. And uh, if you were to use Cheat Engine on PC, you could sort of like adapt that number to be like a place that you could warp to when you use like the dark sign or whatever. So like we went through like every like unused bonfire slot and like extra spaces where we think they could be hiding locations. And like we, we knew in advance it wasn't going to work. We we're like, somebody would have found this already, but we still sort of try to poke around for that kind of stuff just in case. But yeah, there's always like unused content that we know is not really going to lead to anything special. Um, you know, maybe we'll say like, Hey, check out this hallway, put the, you know, use no clip to see if there's anything back there. And uh, sometimes we find little weird details, but we know we're not going to find anything big. Yeah, I imagine like the dream scenario is like you warp somewhere and you're in a hallway and you walk and then like the title card pops up and it's like Frost King's Airy or something like that. And you're just like, whoa, shit. (laughs) Here it comes. I I should probably uh, point out there's like most of the unused bonfires clearly belong to different areas the way they're numbered. There's one like Sanctum of the Scorned or something and you can look Mm -hmm. at that and be like, oh, this bonfire was supposed to be in the Black Gulch or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't post that on the Tumblr yet. I'll post that soon. Actually, we, we made like a list of these locations. And um, but there's one bonfire called Alva's Resting Place, and it's not listed like it doesn't sync up with any of the other areas in a way we can figure out. So it's sort of one unused location that we're just kind of like we have no context, no clue whatsoever where it could be. And I know uh, Helka. I was talking to Helka Drake recently about it, and um, he said he was looking around for it and like sort of got stuck in the same place. It's just kind of like, who knows what the heck this is supposed to be. Yeah. That, that's interesting too. Cause that would have lower you know, implications yeah. Yeah. for Alva. Yeah. So, yeah, so yeah, it, sometimes the bonfire names are explicit in that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I know there was uh, some unused dialogue for, um, sorry to go off on a tangent, but uh, there's some unused dialogue from Strayed. Uh, it's not in like the samples, but it's like in the captions for the game. He has a line saying something about, he used to have a King named Alvis. And, uh, I know that in the early versions of the game, there were some like transitional issues. Like uh, in the network test, you could find some captions for Majula like spelled incorrectly. Hmm. Uh, so I sort of wonder like there's one random reference to this king named Alvis, and you don't see any other mention of that anywhere in game. And they're saying something about like Alva's resting place. I wonder if like Alva and Alvis is the same person, maybe. Maybe, but you know, I don't have too much to base that on. Yeah. yeah. For anybody listening who can't quite put their finger on who Alva was, he is rep- he's uh, referenced in his armor set. He is a guy who was looking for some uh, a cure for something called Saint Seretta's sickness, uh, mm-hmm. but he failed and relinqu- uh, relinquished his knighthood. And that kind of pursuit kind of puts him like being associated maybe with uh, the gutter or the gulch or something like that, right? Right, right. And the other thing that could maybe tie it to the gulch, something I was thinking about is there's the bonfire called uh, Harvel's Resting Place. Mm-hmm. Um, so if there was an Alva's resting place, those two names are very similar. I could maybe imagine that maybe somewhere else in the pit, they would have wanted to stick something like that. But again, that's the type to go back to the question. It's like, we were 
hoping to find something like that in the area, but we just kind of knew we wouldn't. Yeah. Um, continuing on here, uh, uh, let's see. Um, Jeremy Greer asked, and I think you kind mm-hmm. of answered this question, but I want to make sure mm-hmm. we address it. Um, he's always been curious about why you do all this on the PS3 when it seems like the PS, uh, well, sorry, that the PC version would be easier to hack apart. Oh God. Yeah. It would be much easier. Yeah. I just, uh, don't have a gaming PC yet. So, um, that's something that I would like to get at some point in the future. Uh, but it's sort of like, uh, still deciding, you know, I'm definitely going to get a PS4 for Bloodborne. I don't have one yet. Uh, so I'm sure that's going to further delay, <laughs> um, being able to do anything like that on PC. But, uh, yeah, yeah if, if I had it, I would definitely ditch, uh, using mega mule for testing. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, so you mentioned you, you got into this with dark souls one and you'd mm-hmm. never done, I'm just, uh, so, uh, wicked Rob, which is not <laughs> his, his, his Christian name. Um, <laughs> he, he asked whether the first game you got into this, but I think we kind of covered that because it, I wasn't sure if this is just something you got into with souls or if this is something you'd done with other games and then you're just hit the gold mine, um, with, with souls. But you said, uh, dark souls one was the first game you kind of got into this. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, the, I think maybe the only comparable thing I did, I, I'm also really into like retro video game music. Um, so mm-hmm. before I was doing like cut content with the souls games, I was like sort of poking around, uh, like how chiptunes worked. And I, 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 I did a lot of exploring of, uh, music files of video games. So that's like a, a whole other weird rabbit hole to go down. But, uh, I'm also a big nerd of like, uh, music and old video games. Nice. Yeah, you, you and me both, buddy. The, uh, <laughs> cool. yeah, start, start, start a blog on that. Cause I'm not, I mean, oh, I, I don't I, know any I, of the technical I, stuff. I just I, like I, the, I, uh. I actually have one. I haven't updated it in like forever. I need to go back to it, but it's uh, retrogameaudio.tumblr.com. Mm. Okay. Um, I, I like made some YouTube videos a while back, just sort of talking about like how different sounds are constructed, and it was mostly about the NES. And I was hoping to branch off more, but just sort of uh, that sort of died off. But uh, you know, I'll, I'll be firing it back up eventually. Yeah, be still my heart. I will. I will watch, <laughs> watch those YouTubes. That is interesting to me because I, I I love old uh, video game music and on the record many many times saying it. I don't know anything about the, you know, I just don't have the uh, the kind of discipline to to dive into the technical side of it. But I, you know, I love the results. Oh so. yeah, I'll de- I'll definitely have to send you some videos because that's something I sort of try to put into you know layman's terms because I'm uh I'm again I'm also not the most technically minded. If I was to read like a manual like a tech document seeing how it worked it'd probably go over my head but uh Hmm. sort of after playing around with it a lot and having a little bit of musical background you know i've I've sort of able to relate all the technical stuff to musical stuff so i'm doing god's work man (laughs) (laughs) so i I, you know a follow-up question to that that just comes from my noggin you know could you see yourself doing this kind of approach to another you know another game series or you know uh something else that is not that is not soul related uh, you know, now that I think about it, I, I don't really know because I don't know of other games where the mechanics are as debated as much, and that could be partially due to me not being as active with other games. Um, because I like I play the Souls games like way more than anything else. Um, like I think the last game I spent some time on was like Portal Two or something. But uh, like a game like that, I would have no idea like where to even begin. Um, I'm sure of like I feel like if I get the impression that other people have already dissecting things and learning things like i'm not sure if there's much i can contribute mm-hmm. it's just that it, with the with the souls games i saw like this gate like this giant chasm of like knowledge you know like where people have no idea what's going on sort of like oh yeah i can i can figure that out and have have some fun doing it what's interesting like what a lot of that stuff i feel like in other games uh comes from tool assisted speed runs like a mm. lot of the frame count esoterica oh, yeah. You know, like you're actually invincible on this frame or like if you end up with this item in this area, you're not supposed to have it. So the game doesn't have hit detection and, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, 
know, speedrunners try to crack that stuff open. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot, a lot, a lot, kind of a lot in common that I didn't really think about before you started talking about your process mm-hmm. between the between the two two methods. Oh yeah, yeah, I can definitely see some parallels. It involves a lot of you know careful, thorough like analyzation of how everything works. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I've got kind of a, a longer question here from Luke. <clears throat> And he says, and this is uh, paraphrasing, um, so immersion is very important, uh, a very important part of a lot of games, and the Souls series are included in that. Um, has your work had any impact on your ability to enjoy the game uh, game world and its characters, or are you always kind of poking at the seams as you play? Oh, uh, like, that's, a good, that's a good question. Um, yeah, it's funny because I remember I made a post a while back where some people complained a little bit, not like they weren't sincerely mad, but they were sort of joking that I helped like ruin the illusion for them. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I, I try to. I, I think I do a good job separating the two things. I still do normal playthroughs where I'm able to turn the analytical side of my head off and just get sucked into the atmosphere. Um, but I do do a lot of poking at the seams, I guess. And uh, yeah, in some ways, like the way um, I guess one good example would be like the distant scenery in Dark Souls One. Uh, like I've had people help me fly out with like cheat engine and take a lot of screenshots and like sort of poke around how the distant scenery is rendered and like that's one part of the illusion i can never get back because it's like now i know like mm. how things actually are if you go out there and it just kind of feels weird so like the mystery of like what's behind this locked off area or what's in that distant view it's just kind of like i i'd say that's gone for me for dark souls one yeah. it's like it's kind of like the view of ash lake uh from tomb of the giants would be an example it's like it's this gorgeous view but when i look at it i'm kind of like oh that doesn't make too much sense <laughs> yeah <laughs> Huh. Um, so Trent asked via the contact form, are, are any of the Souls games harder to crack open uh, than the others? And if so, why? Um, I get the impression, I, I would say all of the games are equally obtuse. Um, I think Demon Souls had its world tendency. And uh, again, by the time I got into the game, the wiki was pretty well established. And uh, you know, I don't know if that was something that From helped clarify how it worked at some point. Um, but I know that if they hadn't, that would be something that would be like totally insane to figure out. Um, so I get from right from the get go, each game has had its like major system that was tricky to figure out. Uh, Dark Souls had vagrants and uh, even level ranges were debated a lot, but that wasn't as bad as soul memory. And uh, then soul memory again for Dark Souls two, that's like the huge, that was the huge project for that. I mean, figuring out how that works was crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, I, yeah, yeah, I think they're all equal pretty much. Yeah. I, I, I too love all my children. <laughs> um, the, uh, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there's a couple. I, I, we just had a couple other questions, but I feel like we, we've already covered, mm-hmm. um, kind of covered the material there. But thanks everybody who's listening who submitted questions um, for illusory, and uh, yeah, just kind of um, by way of of wrapping up, um, can you just remind everybody online where they can find you online? Oh sure, I'm uh, my, my Tumblr is illusorywall.tumblr.com. And uh, I also make just random posts on forums sometimes, uh, often on Reddit, uh, sometimes on GameFAQs. I, I sort of dig around any community to see if I can learn more, help spread some information. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I make random edits to the wikis as well. So if you if you troll, like, recent changes to wiki.com, you might find me sort of tampering over there. <laughs> I like that, that that makes it sound like you're... Um, like a, a shoe repairing gnome or something. Oh, illusory was here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we really appreciate you coming on the show and we appreciate everything you do. It makes our jobs easier. 
And, you you know, even as, you know, so as, as what we do, like the, the limited degree that we kind of go in depth and then also just as a fan, it also, I've, I've really appreciated it ever since I I became aware, which is quite a, you know, quite a while now. Um, Mm -hmm. I've been reading your stuff for a long time. So I really appreciate it. I was really happy to be able to have you on the show. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks a lot. And yeah, I'm a a big, big fan of your podcast. It gave me a lot of company while like sometimes while I'm doing my stupid playthroughs, I'm, uh, I was like binging a lot on your podcast. So I I thank you guys a ton for the, uh, the awesome work you guys put out. Thank you very much. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. Um, yeah. So if you're, if you're listening to this episode, it's a little bit of an oddity episode. There's not going to be an appendix next week. Um, next week we are going to be talking about the undead crypt and the shrine of Amana with, uh, David Plavis, who is a researcher for Riot Games and noted Soulsman and a buddy of mine. And uh, if you have any questions or comments about that, you can get in touch with us through uh, duckfee.tv forward slash contact. Mm-hmm. And you can also hit up our Facebook page, facebook.com slash bonfiresidechat uh, for any discussion around those things too. Yeah, and uh, know that we do have a couple of these other kind of special episodes um, in the pipeline, um, we're going to do, you know, episode on PVP, obviously. Um, we also, um, I, we don't have it quite on the schedule yet, but, uh, Lobos is going to come back and talk about speedrunning Dark Souls 2, which I'm excited about because he's like cool. the nicest guy in the world. Yep. And, <laughs> and, uh, he's a, he's a real pleasure to talk to. So, um, all this stuff. So we're going to, we're kind of slowing it down, kindling that bonfire until, uh, like February 4th, uh, right? Like 5th, yeah. February, yeah, February 5th. Oh, so now there's, wait. Yeah. <laughs> now, now that we have a release date in mind, we know exactly how much time we have to fill. <laughs> yeah. That's not true. These are all things we wanted to do anyway. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, we yeah. got the spreadsheets to back that up. This will uh, th- this will be the, the longest season of the show so far. Yeah. Uh, I think maybe about not. Uh, yeah. Just about like twice as long, actually, as uh, as the Dark Souls run. Well, that, that makes sense, though, because I, I think that um, one, we didn't know the areas quite as well. And two, we are uh, then the, the, in uh, Dark Souls one, and that season. There are a couple episodes we did that were just covered insane amounts of space. Yeah, like we did all of the DLC in one like two and a half hour episode. Mm-hmm. It was ridiculous. And these, you know, this game has three DLCs, each of which are really meaty and, and long. Yeah. Um. So, mm-hmm. it's a bigger game. True that. Hmm. Um. Yeah. Do we have any other anything else by way of admin? No. You know all the yeah. stuff our patreon yeah sorry that uh you're getting this a little bit later than you usually do but uh, i'm rec- i'm editing it literally after we hang up yeah, so, yeah sorry yeah. sorry sorry guys no <laughs> oh no no, no, no not at all man. yeah yeah no that's you you, you you've earned it the uh <laughs> the people people can wait a couple hours yeah so the um but yeah and, and uh patreon people who didn't get the early access uh it's a i i thank you in advance for your understanding yes so cool yeah, so uh, what what should they do until next time? Seek misery so the world might be sundered. Yep, so you can understand the misery mechanics. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and we all pray that we will have far more soon.